Welcome to Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan, a podcast where two friends catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind, usually over hookah. Enjoy. I'm feeling a little old man cranky right now as it is, sure. because my, uh, I was, I mean, overall I'm doing great. Thanks for mm-hmm. asking. But, good, good, good. <laughs> but um, just now I was firing up the laptop computer that I bought uh, so that we could, you know, continue our relationship after all this distance. So I bought yeah, this yeah. computer. I bought this computer that's it's not the best. It's an it's a it's a Hewlett Packard. It was uh, it's it's relatively new. I mean, it's got the webcam in it and it's got, you know, the zoom functionality and all that stuff in it. But uh, it's not it was like. I don't know, 300 bucks at Walmart. It wasn't like a terribly expensive computer, but um, it must have like four or five bits of RAM um, because every time I try to, to boot it up, like Microsoft just puts so much crap mm-hmm. onto these computers, uh, onto their hard drives when they sell them uh, with their hardware that like the the computer's just trying to do way too much. There's like bullshit on there that you just don't need. There's an antivirus on there. I don't work for the CIA. Okay. Not that many people are trying to hack my computer. And even if they were, they're not going to get, get anything off of it because like, I don't use it that much. I use it to talk to you. And if people want to find out what I'm doing, they can log on to hookah chats and listen. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. right. That's right. I, I don't need 700, uh, million things popping up protecting my computer from ransomware like i don't but i can't shut the damn thing off and i'm a luddite so i don't know how to get rid of it all and and speed it up so i just sit here and i get angry and then by the time (laughs) you actually answer the phone actually by the time we actually connect and we're actually able to see each other i now have this stern look on my face and then I'm, i'm displeased and i'm already uncomfortable and and irritated and then as soon as i'm about ready to begin my conversation my phone rings i'm like god damn it <laughs> yeah you're in an old man mood that's okay it happens, yeah, it happens to me too today. <laughs> that's all right i get it i get it yeah no i hear that i hear that now that i'm now that i have students uh that like come to office hours you know on thursdays on my zoom I get, yeah. I get, I get uh, self-conscious because I just, you know, they just try, they're trying to know stuff. They're just like, I don't understand this assignment. And then like, if I'm doing it at the church, the internet sucks dick. And so like, I'm, I'm like <laughs> trying to talk to them and I'm like, you know, geeking out and, and, and like uh, uh, lagging and all this dumb stuff. Frustrating for me too, but they're also like all 19. And so they're yeah. looking at me like I'm the dummy, like, like, look yeah. at this idiot. And I'm like. I'm like, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. So how, so, how's your week going? My week's okay. I, I, uh, it's been, it's been quite a time. Um, so far, like yesterday was a crazy day where I, uh, busted a hole in my tire. And, uh, what do you keep running over I don't down know, there? Man. I don't my know. God. You part, and tires. <laughs> part, part of it is, part of it is, is that I'm uh, an ass driver, which I understand. But like the other part of it is, it's just, I don't, I don't know. Like Beth was like, what did you do? And I was like, I, honestly, I didn't do anything. I was just driving. And and she's like, did you hit like a curb? And I'm like, I mean, like I might've, I might've, like I might've hit a curb, but like if I hit a curb, I don't know how it tore a fucking hole in my tire. Like, like curbs don't I've hit curbs before and I, I never walk away from it with a chunk of crap out of my tire. Um, but it was miserable. Like I was going to class and, and I, whatever happened, happened. And I, it just, and it was like, we're talking like, like a quarter and a half size hole just in the side of the yeah. tire, just, just totally ripped. Like Blow no, yep. no air pressure, nothing. My car's yep. like, you seem to have zero air pressure. And I'm like, great. <laughs> terrific and i like pulled off into a gas station with like a little garage attached i was like you guys got a tire and they were like no i'm like okay well is there somebody around that can like 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 it's like 100 degrees out i'm in like dress clothes because i'm going to like lecture and and i'm like is there somebody like in the back who can like 
put the spare on my car. And they were like, no. I'm like, okay, thanks for your help. And so I walked you out and jacked the car up. And <laughs> I'm out there in, in you know, the, in the 100 degrees. Did you set the emergency off. brake? I did. I did. Good. Like, like after I almost murdered you that one time, I, I decided to, I was like, I'm going to set the emergency brake first. So I did that first and jacked it up and it was great. But I did it. I was like, ha I've done it. And then I, I, Yay, I did you. a man thing. <laughs> I did a man thing today. I texted you and I was like, thanks for teaching me how to do this. I did it myself. And then I, and then I drove to school. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, I'm proud of you. Doesn't it feel, I mean, as frustrating and annoying as it is to get a flat tire, doesn't it feel good to be able to help yourself? It does right? feel good. It does feel good. I was, <laughs> I was very proud of myself. I was happy I could do it. Um, and that it worked very well, you know, and yeah. then today, so I did, I did that. I went to class, you know, and I was there I, I, on Wednesdays. I've, I'm get to, I get to grounds at like one thirty if I can. And I stay there until six. Like I've got, I got all kinds of stuff I'm doing and, you know, just like in class, you know, for that mm -hmm. long. And, uh, and, and it was an ad council night last night. And so I had to drive, um, the, the Hyundai uh, with the with the uh, uh, spare tire back to our apartment with the donut with the donut because I didn't have time. Little, it's a little yeah. tiny tire. Yeah, yeah. You see, it's just supposed to go like fifty miles, and that's it. <laughs> uh, I know, but I so I drove it back to our apartment. I didn't go up to Gordonsville. I didn't go up to the church on the, in the car because Sean, like Sean, your uncle gave us like yeah. his Honda, and so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna. Nice. Yeah, it was I mean not 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 to like keep forever, but he yeah. but he, he basically just didn't want to drive Beth back to Charlottesville. I was yeah. like, just take the Honda. I'm not driving back. And so <laughs> I like I like hopped in the Honda and got you know it's like 2003 Honda. Yeah. And I and I drove up to Ad Council, you know, and I'm my brain is fried, and I get there and I look like shit because I they just got shit all over me because all my dress clothes <laughs> are covered in shit and. And they were like, hey, we're glad you're here, Pastor. We really want to do this with money and with all this stuff. And I'm like, whatever, guys. I don't, I can't <laughs> tell you what to do anyway. You think it's a good idea? I'm like, probably not, but here we are. Yeah. And so, does it involve bats? <laughs> it does. Yeah, exactly. Well, how much money are we going to spend? No, at the church, they want to sell. They, there's there's wisdom in this, but but I don't know if it's the best plan. They want to sell the parsonage. Um, okay. and, and I'm like, okay, you know, and, and basically I keep reminding them like the trustees who want to sell the parsonage. I keep reminding them that like they're the book of disciplines tells churches that if they want a full-time pastor, they need to either have a parsonage. It's up to the codes of the discipline, or they need to offer a housing allowance that's competitive for the area that the pastor, you know, is serving in. Right. So like those, both of those things are totally allowed. Like you can offer a housing allowance. You can say, no, we don't have a house for you. So you have to buy your own, but here is the set aside monthly money that compensates your mortgage payment and bing, bang, boom, whatever. And, and they were like, well, we'll just do a housing allowance. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but like the town is actually not a cheap place to live. Like right. it's this, it, it's been super gentrified. There's, there's like, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it's not a bad town, you know, it's a little nicer than Kerwinsville, honestly, but like, it's, it's way more expensive than Kerwinsville because it's right. all this property is owned by these wealthy investors. And it's just, it, it, it's actually not a terribly, you know, a cheap place to live. And so right. I'm like, you guys are going to, if you want a full-time pastor after me, you either have to have a working parsonage or you have to be prepared to cough up in addition to the full-time salary with benefits, another 25 grand a year, like, like in order, in order to like, like for the housing allowance, are you guys ready right. to do that? And they were like, wow, it doesn't have to be that much. I'm like, I mean, do the fucking yeah. math. Like, yeah, do the fucking <laughs> math. Of course it does. Like, don't you get it? Like, like you, you guys, the housing allowance is a perfectly fine option if you're prepared to do that like like if you're prepared to you know cough up that extra money because 
do you, are you going to want a young pastor? Well, yeah, that'd be great. So you're going to want a pastor who's between 30 and 40 years old. Do you want that pastor to have kids? Yeah. Okay. So a three to four bedroom home. Yeah. You know, in this area, Either. you need to think <laughs> like that. You need to think right. like that. And they and th- then they got uncomfortable. They were like, oh. I'm like, okay, well then do what the fuck What's you want. What's the guys. motivation for selling the parsonage in the first place? They just don't want to have to fix it. Is really the answer. Like it's all fucked up. Like it's because it, because Penny fucked it up, and so huh. and, and and so like they don't want to they don't want to spend the money to to renovate it. The other thing is, it's like there's things about it that aren't up to like book a discipline code, right? Like there's um the, they would need to. I think there needs to be a change in one of the bathrooms. They would have to make. You know, and, and there's just different things they have to do and they don't want to spend the money. I'm like, okay, but like, you're going to have to spend money either way. Well, so they're going to lose money it. because you're going to be selling a property that they can't get the full value for because it's up exactly. to code. So you're exactly. going to sell it at a discount. Somebody else is going to put a couple bucks into it, probably sell it back to the very self same church for double the amount that they sold it for in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to be in a worse position. Well, and that, and what happens when, and I've said this to them, I was like, okay, guys, so you sell the parsonage. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're not just going to sell it to just a person who's going to live there. Like, you, you're, you're going to sell it to somebody who's going to have to put work into it. Yeah. Right. Well, what happens if you sell it and, like, my replacement, who, let's be real, like, they, they're going to have to do all kinds of stuff to be able to afford a full-time pastor, you know, for, right. for for me but like let's say my replacement is full-time and they use the housing allowance to buy the parsonage like because it's what's for sale like well then you guys just look like a bunch of fucking idiots like like you just yeah. you look like a moron like oh great you know our now now we have to give the pastor an extra twenty five thousand dollars a year so that he can pay mortgage payments on a house that we used to own. <laughs> you know? like, it just doesn't make any sense. Just right. keep the house and fix it. You know, it's no big deal. Well, and what, what needs done to the house that can't be done? I mean, like, you don't have any electricians in your congregation at all? Are you telling me you don't have any, any tradesmen that can, uh, you don't have a plumber in your congregation? Like, I don't know. Like, like, so, I mean, everybody, it's not like Kerwinsville, brother. Like, like Kerwinsville had a lot of old people, but still plenty of connection. Like this, this church is just all, it's just all old, all retired folks. Like there might be some, and I think that's what they're worried about. Like they're worried that they just don't have the manpower for it. And they they just have to, it all comes out of pocket. I'm like, well, remember guys, it's always going to all come out of pocket. Like whatever option you choose, you're going to spend all kinds of money on um and so now if it were up to me like i would say just 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 close out the possibility of having a full-time pastor right now it's just not going to happen sell because they own they own some rental properties as well i was like the, the, the church is just a terrible landlord and so just like just like sell all the properties take wait, all wait, that wait, money wait, wait, wait. they own rental properties but they want to get rid of their personage yes what okay why not get rid of the rental properties and fix the parsonage and rent the parsonage out they i did remind them that they can rent the parsonage <laughs> out and they just don't want it like like buddy it's it's a backwards weird they're a weird group man like they they <laughs> first of all first of all they're they're not very good landlords like like both of the rental properties need a ton of work and they're they're just it's it's all really bad and and like and a lot of churches are bad at this, but like this church is particularly bad at maintaining their properties and, and, and being good, good to it. Penny definitely screwed up the parsonage. Don't get me wrong. But like, if I was in Penny's shoes, Hey, I wouldn't be screwing up the parsonage, but like, if there was any problem, uh, it would suck for me to have to tell the church that there was a problem because they just wouldn't fix it. Like they don't want right. to fix it. You know, it, it it would be like pulling teeth with them. Um, it's not like a Kerwinsville. Kerwinsville got fixed immediately just because right. we had good people and trustees and we had the money to do it and, and, and it just got taken care of. But like for Penny, I'm not shocked that Penny never told anybody that she broke anything because right. people would just sit around and be like, 
I guess it's broken, you know, and then that yeah. would be it. Like, like I'm like, guys, give me a damn break. But yeah. uh, so we'll see what ends up happening with that. That's what they want to do. I keep telling them, I'm like, guys, if you want to do that, like, it's fine. Just just remember that I don't want to I don't want to screw you guys over because you, you, you look at me and you're like, we're set. We're saving 30 grand a year. We're set. We're fine. I'm like, but I'm I'm not here forever. And if you don't think yeah. I'm going to ask for a fucking raise in a year, you're a goddamn idiot. Like, of course, right. I'm going to ask for a fucking raise in a year. I'll expect a cost of living increase. Like, right. Like, like I'm not doing this for 20 grand for as long as I'm here. Like, like that right. just won't fucking work. Right. So. Crazy. Well, it, it's, it's, uh, it's something that uh, I was talking to my wife about recently about different subject, but same vein. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you my patience and my uh, uh, sympathies only go so far, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're quickly describing all these things where uh, their own ineptitude is causing their problems rather than, you know, it's not just the fact that they have problems. That I can be sympathetic towards. But whenever you're willfully not fixing them um, and you're, you're creating additional problems, my sympathy quickly dissipates, right? We were yeah. talking about the mask mandates and stuff like that, that that's right. going on. And, and I was, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, once COVID uh, vaccination shots are available for children, specifically six-year-olds, since my daughter's six, um, I will not be wearing masks or doing any of that bullshit because yeah. Uh, I have done my part. I have done my part for my family. And if, if people want to disregard that and not get vaccinated, don't expect me to bend over backwards to protect you. Right. <laughs> like sure, sure. Uh, I'm done. You know, now if, if I go into a place or, uh, say I go into a nursing home or something like that, where there's vulnerable people that don't have the ability to take it upon themselves to get the proper vaccinations or whatever, different story i'll put a mask on happily you know sure but because because you know joe and ann didn't decide to wear their masks to walmart uh fuck them <laughs> that's no, how no, I, 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 hear it, that. I hear that yeah yeah and uh i just been coming up against this uh this kind of uh sympathy deficit if you will i'm kind of running out of it for people sure yeah <laughs> that's a real thing man the sympathy sympathy deficit that's a yeah. that's a real thing you you are in good company with that like, like for me, like, I, I still wear masks, you know, Beth and I'll wear masks um, pretty much anytime we go. Well, right now, UVA has got a mask mandate. So I, I wear masks whenever I'm inside a, a building at UVA. But like she and I wear masks um, like when we go in the grocery stores and stuff and, and a lot. And it's all because of the kids. Like it's because right. of Adre. It's because of all the other kids. Like in my world, I'm uh, and, and I've said this, I was like, I, I would feel a hundred times better knowing that Adrea and other kids can get vaccinated because then it really does. Then it really does just become like flu season. And then I'm like, okay, you know, we yeah. we're as protected as we can be. Like, like obviously if one of us is sick, I'll wear a mask, you know, like, Oh, I got sick. I'll put right. this mask on when I need to do stuff. I think that makes a ton of sense. But like at this point, like hell, of course, like if Adrea is vaccinated, we're all vaccinated. Let's go. You know, we do our best. <laughs> no big deal. But like I totally, I'm completely with you. I have a hard time, um, not just feeling, not just feeling uh, sympathy for, you know, kind of stupid people, like in this position. But like I have a hard time, like whenever I hear about another conservative talk show host who has died because of COVID, I'm like, not cheering. Yeah, like yeah. inside, you're like, yay. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do now? You know, like I mean, he. You mean you mean the guy who is lying to people and said, you know, don't get vaccinated, like because it'll fucking kill you, and then he died because he didn't get vaccinated. Yeah. Can't sorry. Can't feel terrible for that guy. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't do yeah. it. We have uh students in the in our local area, which I I remember high school. <laughs> I know I'm old, but I remember yeah. high school and you would take any opportunity you could to get the hell out of high school, right? Well, mm. I, I, I can't help but think that that's part of the motivation for them wanting to do these walkouts. Like tomorrow, mm. we're recording this on a Thursday, um, Friday, in my area, there's supposedly a planned student walkout. 
to protest mm. mask mandates in school. Uh, it's so dumb. Um, it is. Dumb. I've had so many people, like they're high school kids. Of course, they want to get out of school. You'd be protesting Marvel movies. They they'd walk out. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But this, but this is directly coming from like their parents and their environment. Like that's why these these things are happening. The the fifth and sixth graders that my wife teaches, they don't give a shit about wearing masks. They like it, you know. They, no they they don't care. These high school kids only care because they can one use it to their own advantage to get out of school, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and two because they're infected with this bullshit from their folks or from whomever and they think that somehow they're they're, they're taking a stand right there's all, all these people that are worked up about uh governor wolf in pennsylvania is requiring people to have vaccinations to do things like ride a school bus or things like that and requiring you to wear masks and people are flipping out and if the, if you doubt that this is political in any way think about this in order to go to school in pennsylvania you must be vaccinated for tetanus, diphtheria, polio, measles, mumps, hepatitis B, chickenpox. You have to have these vaccinations to be allowed to go to public school in Pennsylvania already. Mm-hmm. What's the difference if you add COVID-19? How is that one a violation of your rights? How is that one an infringement on your liberty, whereas chickenpox and hepatitis B and measles and mumps isn't. The answer is it's not any different. It's just political. And if you doubt that for a second, all you have to do is look at past practice for the past, what, 50 years that we've had. Right, right. right, You know, it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. and it's being exploited for for uh, political gain. And it's disgusting to me and I'm losing sympathy with it. And <laughs> and pretty soon I'm like, OK, well, the only people that are going to be dying from this are like idiot Republicans who don't want to conform. So fuck them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know not very Christian of me, but I'm sorry. That's the way I, it is. <laughs> I understand, though, buddy. I, I am with you. I really am. Like I. You know, I, I think a lot about I've, I mean, this has been dominating our minds for like over almost two years. But like, I think a lot about how COVID uh, really demonstrates like like this whole phenomenon. And I've said this in lots of capacities, like this whole phenomenon, these past almost two years has really demonstrated how um, philosophically unsound so many talking points are on like the right. No, it's mm-hmm. not that all right wing stuff is philosophically unsound, but like the current the current crop of populists and popular ideas on the right, like are just, you know, some of the working things are just they, they just don't work. It, it's not even that they don't work. It's like it's just like it's just not true. You know, like <laughs> like um, like my choice only affects me and not other people. A friend, it's just not true. I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's just not accurate. Like, like I understand why you think that, and I get it. Like, I, I understand the principle, and I, and sure, that is true in certain ways, right? Like, in if I decide to eat craft um, uh, singles instead of instead of the the uh, giant brand craft singles, you know, <laughs> then then <laughs> right. nothing then like whatever you know it's my choice you know if i think that if i think that a uh, texas pete hot sauce is better than than another form of hot sauce that's also fine but like and it even extends to certain expressions of religion like like th- there's a hundred ways in which that is sort of true but but like it's not true all the time and this is an example in which it's not true all the time sorry okay. and so the the next thing is okay well what trumps all of that what trumps choice right well what trumps choice is um the common good like that's the answer right. and i know why people get uncomfortable by that like i understand why people on the right get uncomfortable by that i do they don't get uncomfortable by that when it involves war but right. like i understand why <laughs> why they might get uncomfortable by it when it involves health uh, you know it, it's like when why does everybody hate Obamacare? I remember when Obamacare started, and the right wing talking point was was uh, death panels, 
Right. Right. You had you're gonna have government panels deciding who gets medicine. Right. You wouldn't want that. And I'm I'm like, guys, fucking relax. <laughs> like, like that's <laughs> almost that's obviously not going to happen. Like there won't be a death panel to decide who lives and who dies if you get government health care. You know why? It's because hundreds of millions of Americans are already on government health care <laughs> and and they do not have to go before a death tribunal to decide like if they get to live or die. Um, right. And so I, I guess I, I, I am frustrated. What frustrates me in, in why I'm also losing sympathy is uh, those folks, um, yes, on the right, but anybody who in the, who now almost two years into all of this still cannot see public good, like still can't see right. common good. Like, wow, there really is a common good in which we do sacrifice a little bit of our immediate autonomy in order to make sure that I'm alive, you're alive, children are alive, like, and things work out okay. Like, that is true. That's what we do. That's the nature of being in a society together. And, right. and why people can't see that, it, particularly now, is bizarre to me. Like, I'm like, you can't see it now? Now? Well, After 700,000 people are dead? <laughs> I, I hear that. Uh, but I think part of it, part of the contrib contributing factors to this is we have a tendency now, more so than any time I can remember, to go to the immediate extreme as like our first response right we, sure. and we and i mean this in in terms of negativity and positivity right um so little backstory here my daughter had to take a covid test in order to be allowed back into school okay mm -hmm. so my wife was diagnosed with covid19 we put her up in the attic last week uh <laughs> is she alive <laughs> it's a very comfortable <laughs> attic she was perfectly fine she was fine uh there was no issues there but um, because, you know, she was a close contact to my daughter, my daughter also had to quarantine mm -hmm. um, and was not able to return to school without a negative COVID test. I did not have to quarantine because I am vaccinated. The logic in that escapes me, but whatever. So um, bottom line was my, my daughter, uh, my wife was diagnosed on last Tuesday my daughter was able to get tested five days after that. So on Sunday, the day before Labor Day, I took her to our local Q care, mm -hmm. um, got her a test. They said within 24 hours, we would have a result. Um, the next day, Labor Day, um, 24 hours came and went, still no call. So I called over to Q care and I was like, guys, what's going on? And they said, well, we lost the test. <laughs> oh said, man. What do you mean you lost the test? Jesus. <laughs> They're Jesus. like, well, we sent it over to the hospital and they didn't have enough testing supplies. So we're not sure where the test is right now. So now I'm pissed. Yeah. Um, uh, now my daughter was allowed to go back to school earlier than the full 10 day quarantine or whatever with a negative COVID test. The whole point of me taking my six year old daughter to Q care to get a Q tip jammed up her nose to touch her brain was to make sure that she would be able to return to school. She would have been able to return to school on Monday, this coming Monday, regardless whether she had had a test or not, just based on the time frame it takes for COVID-19 to, to, uh, to lose its, uh, what do you call it? The, like uh, in, its ability to infect and, right, and, right. Yeah. Con con contagiousness or whatever. Sure, sure. So, um, so regardless whether she had the test or didn't have the test, she would have been able to go back on Monday. Um. I, I say, okay, to the, to the people at QCare, I'm on the phone with them. I'm like, what do you mean you lost the test? Well, they didn't have the testing supplies at Dubois, so we're going to send it someplace else. Who has them now? And they were like, we don't know. And I was like, give me the number to Dubois. So they gave me the number to the Dubois hospital. I called over there. They confirmed, yes, we don't have the testing supplies. We gave the test to this company called Quest, Quest Diagnostics. Quest Diagnostics, yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, their office was apparently in Erie. Oh, okay. okay. Which is about a three hour, three and a half hour yep. drive from where I live. 
So I'm like, let me talk to Quest, <laughs> right? So I get the number for Quest and I call Quest and I'm like, hey, what the fuck? Where is my daughter's test? And they're like, well, we're sending it to the laboratory in Erie for testing. You should have a result Friday afternoon. Now I lose it. <laughs> okay. Because it was going to take them until tomorrow afternoon to get the test results. Which means my daughter wouldn't have been able to go back to school until Monday anyway, right. which is the exact same time frame that I was worried about. So this like incompetence is just staggering. And I'm like, forget it. I call back to QCare just to let them know, hey, guys, you said you lost the test, but I found it, right? Yeah, found it's on test. its way to Erie, and you've completely ruined the whole point of my daughter being tested in the first place because you guys are fucking incompetent. I said, I'm going to call my insurance company because they took my insurance information, of course. And I said, I'm going to ensure that you do not get paid for a service that you did not provide. I am going to make sure that they do not pay you. So don't even bother submitting it to my insurance company. We're sorry, sir. Blah, blah, blah. Hang up the phone. My sister, my stepsister is a uh, baby doctor, right? Yeah. She's uh, So I call her, her office. And I'm like, hey, my daughter, she they lost the test, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And she's like, well, send her over to my office. We'll test her tomorrow and we'll have you an answer by five o'clock. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, send her over. So Tuesday, I have my sister-in-law take my daughter to my stepsister's doctor's office. She gets another thing jammed up her nose. Mm -hmm. They get the test results. They put it on the line on the portal. Everything works just fine. Should have done that in the first place. But, you know, I figured, you know, whenever I was told to go to QCare, that they would not be completely incompetent. So You're that's right. what I did. As I'm getting home Tuesday night and the test has already been done and administered in my, my stepsister's laboratory, whatever. I don't know why they have testing supplies and the Dubois hospital doesn't, but whatever. Right. I get a call from QCare. Hey, come and pick this up. We got your results. And I'm like, you got my results. Yeah. We were able to locate the test and get it done. Come and get it. I'm like, well, you're still not going to get paid. <laughs> sure because yeah. I'm, I'm going to have my insurance company pay my stepsister not you guys you're a bunch of bastards so anyway long story is we went through all this incompetence for almost nothing mm -hmm. and my daughter was subjected to two tests when she shouldn't probably have been subjected to any of them she was negative everything's fine as I'm coming out of QCare, because I stopped to get the excuse for school so she could take it in on hard copy, I walk past a sign that say, Hero's Word. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Now, this is the point I was getting to. Okay. We tend to overreact sure. and go to the extreme for everything, whether it's good or bad. We use the term hero like it's nothing. Now it's, right, right, right. Use the term hero for everything. A nurse is a hero. Yeah, sort of what they do is heroic, I guess. That's their sure. job, though. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. Right, you right. Know? We use heroes for veterans in a blanket statement, whether that veteran saved his entire company from an enemy attack or that veteran hid in a foxhole. We use mm -hmm. the term hero in a blanket statement, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not trying to say veterans aren't heroic or nurses aren't heroic. Sure. That's not my point. My point is we, we overgeneralize with the we, – we use generalizations for our extremes anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whenever, whenever we're just having a normal conversation, people need to be able to take, take a deep breath and relax and, and understand maybe there's a nuance, maybe there's both sides to it. But I think a lot of that, a lot of the time, that's um, short circuited, if you will, by our rhetoric on how we, uh, how we just take everything to its immediate extreme already. Sure. So, yeah, back to back to the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think that makes sense. Like, I think you're, I think you're saying the right thing. And like a lot of the, I can't speak for everybody, and I'm not going to try, but like. 
a lot of the nurses and folks like that that I know are really quick to be like, yeah, we've got a tough job and this season is this season has been hell, but but man, all we really are looking for is to be paid for our labor. Like 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 yeah. we 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 started the job, we we became nurses or doctors or whatever. Like I have a one of the guys who's a groomsman at my wedding and one of my good friends from college, Arsalan, he's he's a doctor, he's a pediatrician. And and it's been fucking hell these last two years for him. Yeah. And 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 for the practice that he's in and you know and all that stuff. And his wife's pregnant with her, her first kid and there's and there's a ton of shit that he's going through. And it's been hard. And and Arsalan will be quick to be to be like, I don't fucking need a parade. I just really right. just need people to be healthy, to make good choices, and for me and my staff to be paid for our labor. Like, that's the answer. Sure. Um, but how much, and, how much of this Kool-Aid can one group right. drink before they start to buy into it, right? Sure, When I worked in the prison uh, during the pandemic, I, we, we got shirts. We all got these shirts, these motivational shirts that said like, not all heroes wear capes. Right. 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 Listen, it might be heroic to show up for work whenever there's a pandemic. I get that. Sure. But if there was a paycheck there, I there would have been a hell of a lot less heroes walking through the door, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now the problem I have is I had to sit, for like on Sunday, Sunday with my daughter, I had to sit at Q Care for like two hours mm-hmm, waiting mm-hmm. for a test that takes five seconds to complete. Right. And I was a little miffed when I walked in and I was like, hey guys, what's it, what took so long? Well, we have to do our paperwork and stuff. And I was like, well, maybe you do the paperwork after, you know, the six-year-old leaves because it yeah, takes it like five good. seconds. And I started to wonder like how much of this Kool-Aid, when they were, they're walking past this sign that said like heroes work here every day, mm. how much of it starts to get into their heads to where their time is more important and valuable than my time. Sure. Right. Sure. How much mm-hmm. of it starts to bleed into where there's a, this is arrogance of superiority. And I'm not saying that their jobs are easy and I'm not saying sure. that they don't take bravery to do them. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't do wonderful things and helping people. Absolutely. I'm talking about a mindset. Yeah. You know, yeah. When they you. have a mindset that they're, that they're, that they're more important Mm-hmm. because yeah. they're told that they get parades they get whatever that can be dangerous in a way yeah yeah right? it, i'm with you and it, and it, and i think that maybe that's part of the contributing uh factors to what we were talking about earlier when it comes to you know how everything can go to these extremes part of the reason it goes to these extremes is because we, we start to believe our we start to drink our own kool-aid sometimes. sure sure believe the believe our own con buy our own con as, right. as I, I'll sometimes I'll sometimes say that, yeah, I know in my profession that's that's a, a thing that I'm constantly, I mean I do fight against like like for myself like I don't want to buy my own con either, but like in my profession there are dozens and dozens of people who do what I do who walk around having believed that they are that they went to school to Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, you know <laughs> right. like, like we're well I'm an X man like you are in no way an X man brother like you just you're just a pastor. Um, but like, <laughs> that's all. But, uh, but no, I think that's fair. I think, I think it can get dangerous. Um, I, I don't know. My memory of uh, most medical professionals prior to the pandemic is that they move just as fast as they do now. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And so like, like I, I had to go when I, uh, a few weeks ago, I guess more than a few weeks ago now, I was at Art Q Care. And because uh, I had some weird throat shit going on and uh, and that's finally better. But like I went and I was like and I went at like the ass crack of dawn because I knew that we had to do things that day. And I still waited for three hours before they yeah. came and saw me and they were like, yeah, your throat's all fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, can I like <laughs> can I get like an antibiotic or something, please? Like and then yeah. they gave me my COVID test and that was negative, which I appreciate but no, I think I. But I do. I hear what you're saying, and I and I think there is something to what you're saying. I really do. Well, I guess um, my question yeah. to you is: is how do we? How do I walk that line between my lack of sympathy for people, and and uh, you know, and being genuinely respectful and and appreciative of people for doing what they do? It's, it's not to say that I don't respect doctors and nurses, yeah. and I don't respect police officers, or I don't respect corrections officers, or I don't respect veterans. It's just to say that, like. 
uh, do we really need to go to the that extreme with everything? Like, does everything have to be all or or nothing? Can't we just have a happy middle ground? What you do, and you respect what I do, and we kind of just respect each other, and we both value each other mm-hmm, <laughs> without mm-hmm. having to like constantly one up one another. Or right, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is, this is what this is what breeds these, these mask arguments, right? This the, the whole yeah. thing is be able to tell me what to do buddy you get told what to do every day you wore a seatbelt driving to the protest you know like you get told right. what to do all the time could we not just take a deep breath and not make sure make everything a constitutional amendment <laughs> right 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 well so like not to you know i love talking to you always because you're one of my my good friends but like i love talking <laughs> to you about this stuff because i go man the guy's almost a communist he's getting so close <laughs> um he's getting so close uh, if Herm, if Herm were ever here, he'd be like, "Comrade, you're just about there." But like, but but, this is actually an element in which like a Herm would be my my buddy Herm would be really helpful. Like this is yeah. p- part of part of, um, like being a Marxist. When I say I'm a, I'm a Marxist, I only sort of mean that. Like like I haven't yeah, read a, enough. You're Marx. like a lowercase m Marxist. Yeah, a lowercase <laughs> m Marxist. You know, like like but like Herm who's got a master's degree in Marxist philosophy will tell, would tell you part of, part of a tenet of Marxism is, is to disbelieve in the illusions. Like, like part of Marx's dialectic, part of the way in which he understands the world is um, capital uh, subsists by creating social illusions. And so they say things like in one way, it's really, really simple. Because you make a million dollars, you are worth a million dollars more than that person. And Marx right. would be like, that's an illusion. That's a social illusion. Yes. That's, that's invented by capitalism. Um, the other, another illusion is this kind of what you're talking about, right? Like heroes. Well, well you're a hero because you did your job. Like, like no, like, but, but then what you're identifying of this sort of, you know, kind of failure to respect sort of all people, not just not just people who who happen to work in a position that is socially advantageous for them um, would be another illusion that like Herm would point to and be like, this is one of the reasons Herm would say that capital M Marxists call each other comrade, you know, right. because, because, and he would, he'd be like, because that's what we are. Like, like <laughs> we, we are in this together, you know, we're, we're, right. we're a part of, we're a part, we're, we're all laborers together and, and making all of our lives as good as we can. You know, and and uh, and in that sense, like particularly, you know, Marxism's attempt to really cut through the illusion. I think I think like a, a Marxist philosophy is really helpful here where, where we're like where we go, of course, like the the propaganda machine, you know, that that says things like uh, we're going to now throw a parade for the uh, for the uh, uh, police department of New York City. <laughs> Even though they, you know, did some more violence today, you know, like, and and then we all sort of feel compelled to say things like, it's not that I disrespect cops, you know, like, right. like well, well, but the thing is, is like, if we were to approach them the way we, if we were to approach that job, the way we, we would approach any job, the answer is really not that hard. All laborers deserve respect. All laborers deserve to be able to be paid well for their labor. And all laborers are held to the same standard of moral conduct. And so right. if a cop shoots somebody and, and it's just some unarmed guy, you know, then we all go, <laughs> no, like, that would be wrong. Like, that would be bad. And we don't have to live into these sort of illusions of cops are our friends all the time, no matter what, without remainder or nurses right. are our heroes or you know these kinds of things right. or or veterans deserve to be you know held to a much higher standard than somebody else like things like that it, ideally remember mark speaks in ideals ideally those things wouldn't come up um but you know they still do well i think i think part of the problem is is whenever somebody hears um a cop murdered george floyd Right. They automatically make an assumption that that statement is derogatory towards cops, sure. right? Mm-hmm. 
And they automatically leap to that assumption. So they have to defend all cops or these these cops are good cops. Um, But nobody's talking about good cops. We're not, we're never, nobody's criticizing good cops, right? Nobody's saying anything bad about like good cops. We're talking about bad cops. Exactly. Exactly. But that, but that discussion gets lost in the heat. And then on the left, we have, it becomes, well, we need to abolish the police. And it's like, whoa, whoa, this is getting way out of control on both ends, right? Right, right. lost focus on the specific thing that we're trying to talk about. And it happens with masks, it happens with police, it happens with war, it happens with all of it. Because Mm -hmm. we we go to these extremes and we 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 generalize the 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 thing with an extreme um to the extreme exponent, if you will, sure, right? That's sure. we generalize everybody at one or the other end of the spectrum, and we never really focus on anything in the middle. And it just it lends itself to a bunch of screaming at each other. It does, it does. And so, what you have then, and this is, I think, really what you're trying to get at. What you have then is um, the perfectly reasonable and and honestly, probably what we should all be doing. Um, mask mandate or vaccine mandate becomes we we might as well toss my firstborn child in the gas chamber like like no 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 like like, (laughs) no that's not it at all like like what (laughs) there's something called the common good like and and the common good it's not that i mean yes hitler does talk about the common good but that doesn't mean (laughs) that it's that that Hitler's ideas are correct. Like, like I, I'm sure I've the the Latin phrase reducio ad Hitlerium that all things come back to Hitler. That's a <laughs> that's a, uh, a a theological post uh, post Holocaust theological phrase. All things <laughs> return to Hitler when when we when we talk theological ethics or or, or systematic theology, uh, and it works here too. Like it's the same thing with politics. Reducio ad Hitlerium. All things can come back to Hitler. <laughs> um because because hitler's hitler's what everybody has in mind for some for some right. reason um yeah what do we I, do I, what do we do before hitler how do we demonize people before hitler you know you know what i bet i bet we didn't in in the same way i, I i'm sure we didn't I'm <laughs> there sure was no I'm twitter sure. <laughs> exactly exactly well and and i think i don't know brother like i think that some some of this is is always is so exhausting to me because i'm ultimately uh you know, uh, a sort of a left-leaning political liberal. And and what I mean by that is not that I'm a liberal, but like political liberalism is sort of what a democracy is, right? Like a politically, a political liberal democracy is just, we value things like debate and, and, you know, uh, free expression and, and the common good and, 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 and uh, ruled by law and stuff like that. Like, these are things that I value as well. And, and like, mm-hmm. am I on the left of it? Well, of course I am, but like, but I'm not a revolutionary. Like I'm not, right. I don't believe in taking up arms to kill the capitalists. Like, no, right. like I, I believe it's, I believe it's good to make sure that we are free to express ourselves and, and, and do all of those really good and important things. And what frustrates me is that I want to have good, healthy debate and a good healthy marketplace of ideas i want that and i want that argument. to happen and a right. good faith and, argument exactly right so all of those things are things that i am in favor of what is frustrate what frustrates me is how illiberal the fight against mask mandates and vaccine mandates are like right. it's an illiberal move illiberal in the in the political way not in the right. not in the political party way well, in in many ways because but it's the thing is it's couched in this kind of um liberty language right this right. this illusion that, that 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 the freedom to not wear a mask is somehow um more patriotic and more revolutionary and it's the it's the exact opposite really exactly it's the exact opposite of what the fundamentals of our country were supposed to be and and if like i said if you doubt that this is being used in a political way because uh, i've heard that from people i've heard well it's not political i just don't think i should be told what to do by the government and well a that's political and b exactly <laughs> and b, that is a political did, belief <laughs> did your did your children get their mumps shots and their measles shots and their hepatitis b shots before they went to well that's different no it's not no it's not, no, it's not. <laughs> you know <laughs> 
Right. You're so exactly You're right. not any more free because you're not getting a vaccine. You're not any more free because you don't wear a mask. <sighs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. But And it, and it's also not a slippery slope either. That's the other no. argument I'm hearing. It's a slippery slope. You know, it's really not. Actually, a lot of slippery slope arguments are false arguments. Like, like there there are slippery slope things. Sure. But like, but like arguments like that, John Oliver said that once in the, and I forget what episode of his show, but like, but like, I forget the topic, but they, but he was like, but John, where does it end? Where will it end? And John's like, fucking somewhere. <laughs> it's, 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 of course it will end. Like, like, it's not, it's actually not, if we go here, what's to stop us from murdering our babies and eating it like yes. what do you mean well, if, we let, if, if we let gay people get married who's to say that they won't marry their dogs what, what are you <laughs> talking all, about no one if they marry their dogs number one and number two who's talking about marrying dogs what the- right it's not the same thing um and and like but but i have heard that like well, if you let the government tell you to wear masks that's a slippery slope to letting make letting the government tell you but you have to have a gold star on your chest and then they'll throw you in a concentration camp. I'm like, first of all, good job on the anti-Semitism, you fuckwad. Second of all, (laughs) that's what everybody wants to hear. Like, I'll just be like those fucking Jews. Like, give me a damn break. But, but like, second of all, no, it's nothing like that. It's, it's in no way like that. It's, this is a public health measure. Um, just like, and frankly, it's not only that it's just a public health measure, it falls into all kinds of, uh, politically liberal democracies do. And frankly, and, and like, and I hate to, I hate to fucking rant for one quick second. Please it's do. What, I just did for like 40 minutes. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's what, it's what conservatives are hoping happen on their end as well. Like all the conservatives that are, that are happy about say the Texas abortion law. Are I, I sit there and I'm like, friends, this is this is absolutely absurd that that you would look at a public health measure and say this is one step away from you know the Rwandan genocide, <laughs> and and then say, however, this law in Texas is a victory for freedom. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. <laughs> No, it has nothing to do with that. It's it's forms of social control. And that is why, like, that is why I get frustrated with the current crop of, you know, kind of mainstream conservative policies because they're so illiberal. I, I just had to explain this. Uh, I just read a book for, for my one class on, on political liberalism, which is why it's in my head right now. But like I was explaining this to my the boyfriend of one of my sisters-in-law. Uh, who's a good guy? Brady is his name. Hi, Brady, if you're listening. And and I was explaining to Brady about the book, and he's like, "Well, what's what does all that mean? Like, what is what do you mean by politically liberal? Like like liberal versus conservative?" I'm like, "No, actually, like like politically liberal. There are right wing versions of political liberalism and left wing versions of political liberalism, and everything in between." And he's like, "Well, what would be a what would be a right wing political political liberal?" And I'm like, "Right now, very few. <laughs> like, like Mitt Romney." Maybe, you know, Mitt, Mitt Romney might be certainly John McCain, you know, John, yeah. John McCain. Yes. Like, but, but like currently right now, the, the current right wing strategy is to not be in a politically liberal society. Like the current right wing strategy is, is to toss all that out. And, and the scary part is you've got all of these supporters, all of these folks who are being brainwashed into thinking that we want less democracy. Well, no, we want less democracy. We want less people voting. We want less rights for certain people. And, and we want it to be harder for everybody. We want people to be punished for their free expression if it's a free expression that we don't like. We, and, and I'm like, friends, this is illiberal. This is bad. And, and in a politically liberal society, you can do all kinds of shit. You really can. But you can't be illiberal. <laughs> like, you can't, well, that's the you thing, can't do that. They've, they've usurped the, the term liberal itself. They, they Just the, the idea, you even say the L word around here, and people are right. automatically like, ugh. They have no idea what it really means. <laughs> they have no right. idea what liberty really is. You know, they, but they've been trained and coaxed to, for all these years with all these layers of bullshit. And, uh, 
it, it, it's it's how people vote against their own self-interest. That's right. That's right. You you actually people who are listening who get who who really are against abortion. I'm not here to fight with you on that. I I, I think I I really get it. I understand why it's a more. There's an argument issue. to be made for it. Like, I, I really it. understand it. I do. But but trust me, you do not want laws to be passed in your state that keep people from having access to some of those health measures. You really don't want it. Right. You don't want that. In the end, that's gonna it's gonna hurt you because it's gonna yeah. hurt all of us. Like like as this is a dimension to like Martin Luther King Jr. said this. Uh, injustice somewhere is injustice everywhere, and and in this way, he he's a political liberal. Like. He, you can interpret that in like this liberation, you know, revolution way. But in many ways, he's just speaking as a political liberal. If one group in a liberal democracy is being uh, uh, denied rights, that that's bad for you. Because right. what happens? What happens if somehow you fall into that category? Like, like it's bad that black people did not have civil rights. It's bad for all of us, right? Because that means that means there's a chance. That your rights can be taken away too, like right. like it's bad that gay people couldn't get married in this country for so long because that means that your right to get married could be taken away. It could it could be because somebody's right. is, and so if nobody's rights can be taken away, then you're safe too. Like like that's a right. good thing. Like you want right. the Church of Satan to be able to do whatever the fuck they want. You want that <laughs> because if they can't, then that means that there's a chance that you can't do it. Like, right. like eventually. Um, right. And so, and I just don't, I don't think enough people are seeing that. And that's what's scary. Like, that's the part that, that, that concerns me. Right. Right. And, and, and we are on the left are being accused of, of taking away people's liberties. Right. And taking away people's freedoms. And we're actually just trying to ensure that you get to keep them. You know, exactly. Um, requiring you to wear a mask isn't taking away your freedom to walk around in a grocery store. No, it's just protecting someone else's freedom to do the same thing without dying. Exactly. It's not it's not harming anyone to wear a mask. It's not harming anyone to get a vaccine. And I heard the arguments. Oh, I know a person that got the vaccine and died. Who? Yeah, name them. Ooh, like name, name them. Like let me know who that was, and I'll maybe we'll we'll discuss it. You know, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, and and I think I think that the actions that we as as society take to to defend ourselves, to protect ourselves, to ensure that we're we're free to be who we are and express ourselves in important ways. That's an incredibly that that's a cornerstone to a politically liberal society. That that's why we do these things, you know. And so, a public health measure, just like, by the way, uh, a more progressive tax structure and uh, a public school, um, right. <laughs> is designed. It exists to protect us, at, to protect our freedoms. It exists to ensure a prosperous society. Uh, so that bad things don't happen to to us in general. Like that's why these things exist. And so when we imagine, this is why I call it sort of a philosophically incoherent position. When we imagine that like any instance, any instance of inconvenience, any instance of when there's something I want to do and I am told no, is a full assault on my autonomy. My first question is, the, the first thing I think of is, your conception of what it means to be human is patently false. Right. You are describing a Greek god. You are, descri- <laughs> you are describing something that is not a human being. Like, that has never been how human beings work. That's just not it. Like, we can't fly around the world like birds. That is an assault yeah. on my personal freedom. No, it isn't. <laughs> we, we just <laughs> right. can't do it. <laughs> No matter how hard you try, you can't do it. Nobody's, except for maybe God, nobody is stopping you from doing that. Um, and it's the same thing with like masks, right? We wear masks. Well, why? Who's going to enforce that? Well, we all will enforce it together. Well, I don't want to wear one. Well, then you will be infected by a virus and mm-hmm. you may die. That's okay with me. 
friend. <laughs> See now, and and again, this goes right back to the origin of our conversation about lack of sympathy. Right, as mm-hmm. soon as those who can be protected are protected, that will make me happy. I will be right. happy to to have you not wear a mask because then you're going to learn about Darwinism, whether you did it in school <laughs> or whenever you get the virus, you will right. learn about Darwinian evolution. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're going to learn today real quick. That, that's right. That's right. I don't believe in evolution. Well, evolution believes in you, my friend. So get ready. <laughs> get ready to experience an evolving virus and a, in a dead human body. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up here. If that's cool. Wrap it up. All right, brother. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan. We will see you again next time.